You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Welcome to another episode of the XOXO After Darkcast. Today we are going to be talking about... Um, the things that you are a sucker for in fiction, not in life. Um, <laughs> maybe both. Maybe nonfiction, too, but not like real life off the page. Um, we've got Diana here and Abby. And sadly, Lauren is not with us. She's not dead. She's just not here. Um, <laughs> and so we were talking about, Diana and I were talking about, um, what are the sorts of things that like you will always pick up a book that has this trope, location, um, Time period, mm-hmm. uh, just any any sort of like hook. thing. Yeah, what's the hook? Yeah, yeah. What about you, Abby? You go. First. You know what? I think one of them, and it didn't even occur to me until you sort of phrased it that way because I was thinking about places, but uh, a a restaurant book. Oh, back yes. of house. I love. Oh, yes. I love a staff story. So yes. I just Sweet Bitter was the most recent one I mm-hmm. read, but I loved Kitchen Confidential. Mm-hmm. I loved. Um, a wonderful book that I maybe have plugged on this podcast before that's older called Knives at Dawn. Oh, yeah. I think you um, did talk about Which that. was about the... Oh, shoot. I'm not going to get the name of the competition. It's like it's like the, the book used door. Right. The, like cooking competition and The Sorcerer's Apprentices, mm-hmm. which is about oh, El yeah. Bulli. Um, I love... Like, I don't really cook except Blue Apron. Right. Uh, but I love reading about, love reading like, about it. high cuisine, you know... Um, all sorts um, of we stuff. did a book that you worked on that we both worked yes. on called At Balthazar. Absolutely. That was like that where you're just kind of in the back getting to see all the oysters chucked oh, and where the yeah. wine comes from and stuff. No, it was wonderful and everything had a different story and the provenance like the shelf behind the bar had a provenance <laughs> yeah. and the cheese that he made the grilled cheese out of um, which we have video for and is delicious. You want to eat it oh, through the screen. That. It looks so good. Yeah, we'll link to it in I'm the post. I'm starving. It's we so good. Should, I know I'm really hungry. <laughs> You're right. Um, anyway, so restaurant stories. I yeah. just love them. Nonfiction, especially nonfiction, right. but also fiction. And your lovely um, coconut cake, which oh, isn't in a restaurant per se, right. yeah. but is a chef and a food critic. Yeah. I love a chef and she story. has she has a restaurant until it gets, well, I won't ruin the twist. Right. Um, until she doesn't. Until she doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a one. I love that book. What about you, Diana? Um, I really love books that are set in London. I think it's because I started reading Harry Potter at such a young age, mm-hmm. and I just love it. Like, I just love British culture. I've always thought I should live there, so it's just an easy escape. Um, and you're about to go there. And I'm about yes, to go there so at the end of August. We're going to Ireland first, and then London. Um, so I want to yeah. go to Ireland really bad. Mm-hmm. We have like a. Um, a family friend that's taking us around. She lives oh, on the that's awesome. east southeast coast right on the beach. Very oh, perfect. Um, so she's going to be helping us. So that's really exciting because you get to see it through like a n- native's eyes. Yeah, that's and awesome. Someone else will do the driving. Yeah. Right, terrifying. I know. This is like left side, left right. side. I left side, right side. just <laughs> chant it like left yeah. side, left side, left side. Uh, so yeah. all Anglophile books. All Anglophile books. And I really love um, books set in the 20s for some reason oh. oh yeah i think that's a pretty common thing yeah I, yeah i mean obviously they keep writing books in that time but right. um but the problem is that i get really wrapped up in the story so a couple christmases ago i read the paris wife mm-hmm. and um which is about 
Hemingway's first wife and she he cheats on her Mm. and he writes about it in the sun also rises Mm. and I got like real wrapped up in it and I was without Greg with my parents like so I would read at night and go to sleep and so I had really intense dreams and I would convinced that I was being cheated on oh no yeah I'm crazy when I read like when I was younger and I used to read especially when I read at night like I was reading dark matter at night Mm -hmm. and then I started having dreams it really freaked me out I would read Harry Potter at night and And you would think you were I would dream I was in I was like another character that's crazy so when I, I had to be careful when I read at night because I get it's just like I don't because I, I usually just have a really will, really strong willful suspension of disbelief yeah like, yeah I mean I love fantasy too so right. it kind of makes sense but I really love um 20s books I love yeah just mm-hmm. all of it interesting um I don't know that I have like a solid go-to but um books set in places that I have never been mm-hmm. have always been that's like like I don't ever want to read a book that's not ever not never never but New York I'm like okay well I live here I don't really need to read a book here oh that's so funny i'm kind of the opposite yeah even, i like to compare it to my experience oh I, I hate that and even like paris like i've been twice it's not like i know the city like the back of my hand but i i do know that after i went there i lost interest in reading books set there by and large of course there are always exceptions but like i've been there i know what it's like i want to read about places that i've never been mm-hmm. so like one of my favorite i love books that are set on farms like rural very rural and like farming communities i really wanted to be a farmer when i was a little kid and like that really i probably little house in the prairie yeah uh, inspired um but like and i used to have like long fantasies about having a farmhouse and like raising chickens and goats well it's so funny there was a whole sort of like fantasy farm trend right around the time i got into publishing so i'm gonna say late 90s Mm -hmm. uh and it was city like pioneer woman like sort of like that but like fictional so it was novels about um like the Bantam did one that was 40 acres and a poodle, I think. And it was like <laughs> the story of, of like, you know, people giving up their city jobs right. for something Green more, acres. R- r- you know, uh, rural. And they go out and they buy a farm. And they're like, we're going to raise sheep and make cheese. Mm-hmm. And then discover that it turns out farming is really like hard, hard yeah. and not a cute little vacation thing. Right, right. And um, like, the sheep oh. never take a vacation. So. Yeah, true. But there was a wave of these books. Huh. I wonder why. That's interesting. Like a return to agriculture in some way. I think it was and maybe, a, yeah, people were sort of looking for a simpler, like, get away from the rat race kind sure. of experience. Mm-hmm. Around Paris Hilton's The Simple Life. Just kidding. Yeah, maybe. Kind of, yes. JK. JK. I think maybe. so. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites in that genre was this book called A Thousand Acres. Oh, The is Jane it, Smiley? The Jane Smiley. It's a, is it contemporary? It's set in the 60s, maybe. I don't know. I haven't actually read it, but that's the one that's... It's either contemporary or, like, latter half of the 20th century, Mm -hmm. so recent enough to feel recent. And um, it's a retelling of King Lear with... Yeah. Yeah. Retelling of King Mm -hmm. Lear um, set in Iowa by Jane Smiley, which I really, really loved. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. I don't... I haven't bought many for my list. Maybe this is something I should... You could read deeper in the Jane Smiley canon because she... Right. She sets most of her books in And she's a horse girl, which is because I have not read A Thousand Acres, but Mm -hmm. I have read Horse Heaven and um, a very early one that was pre-Thousand Acres that was set on a horse farm. Mm -hmm. And she also wrote a funnier sort of pretty kind of lighter for Jane Smiley called Moo set at a ag college. And I was reading it while I was at UC Davis. Ah, perfect. I was like, oh, yes, I my dorm my first year there was in between the cow barn and the hog barn. So yeah. I, a lot of my friends who went to UC Davis true. like thought yeah. about going into agriculture yeah. in a way, but most of my friends didn't. Um, I think just because I was raised in the city. 
-hmm. like very well not city city suburbia so there was no real outdoors and also i'm terribly allergic to everything oh yeah so like the experience not gonna work out yeah the experience of being outdoors is actually very terrible for me but reading about it is amazing (laughs) so that's why (laughs) yeah no hay fever in a book right and i love the other thing that i i like well i haven't read any contemporary but um egypt is a setting i love but like uh it tends to be that sort of British explorer yeah. kind of exploity. Yeah. Back when it was still okay to break into a pyramid and just take yes. stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, so historical is key there. Yeah, historical is key. I haven't read really anything set in contemporary Egypt. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, either, actually. But uh, I, and I was reading the... I do. I clearly really like to read things of the place while I'm experiencing the place or when I have. That's because so funny. I was reading the... Is it the Egyptian or was it the Pharaoh? I'm not going to get this title Mm -hmm. right. Um, But I was in Egypt. I went to Egypt and I was like reading it on our cruise on the Nile. and Reading about Egyptian exploration. And I was like, this is the most extra. (laughs) (laughs) So meta. Um, But yes, it was great. And I clearly like my reading in my life to be matchy matchy is what I seem to be reading. That's so interesting. I like that. I think I would like, yeah. Maybe I'll just pick up a book from uh, the UK when I'm out there. Yeah. yeah, I just like their lingo too. Yes, I loved mm. as I a loved kid jumper. especially. I loved learning, knowing that jumper meant something different, right. and right. like lift and boot and right. all the different words. It was sort of like uh, on an earlier episode when we were talking about Kate reading Les Mis and, mm. and young Kate having underlined all these mm. words she didn't know. And I yeah. feel like I have that fondness for um, flat. What's a bed sit? What's a <laughs> And and now knowing that secret mm-hmm. other language somehow. Yeah, it's like I already know. I will say yeah. I do keep reading World War Two books. I wouldn't I wouldn't be yeah. able to like say that that's something that I actively seek out. But I mm-hmm. probably once or twice a year read a World War Two book set in Europe. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't do. I'm not the same. The really? 20th century doesn't like do Anthony it for me. Dorr, the all the light we cannot yeah, see yeah. that like rocked my world. Um, I really like the Nightingale. I thought it had some. I've downloaded that, but I because it was when it, it was a dollar ninety nine. I think I they did some really it. good. I think she put her character in some very morally ambiguous, interesting situations in mm-hmm. a way that, you know, not every author does. Um, so we really like that one. But it is kind of more about like, I think I like stories about making do. Yeah, like solving problems and like, you know, that makes sense. I feel like that's I don't know they they were in a similar strait to the little house like yeah and the little house pioneers make like, things happen right and i feel like rationing had that same there's a there's a cleverness pluck. to that i don't want to experience it which mm-hmm. is why fiction is wonderful except for maple sugar candy made except on for snow. maple sugar candy made on snow big exception wait who was it that went to that dinner what someone dinner? we know went to okay, what dinner someone right. we know and i don't remember to a dinner where the keystone oh it was jante uh, went to a dinner that was all set around I think maple syrup harvest of some sort but the kicker and the reason she went to it is because at the very end of the dinner they brought in a tray of snow and made maple sugar candy just like on Little House on the Prairie um, I've had that but like in Massachusetts is that not the most in- you guys are not reacting no I'm with you I'm with <laughs> you yes you or can- New Hampshire New Hampshire is big on because selling we, you maple sugar we can- went to go- maple sugar candy which is delicious but different from what she's talking about no I've had that we- but have you read Little House on the Prairie no 
You didn't read Little Cabin in the Big Woods. That's no. the one where they do the candy. Right. No, but like we went to go cut our own Christmas tree down, oh. and then we went to a maple they, they a, a farm, mm-hmm. and so you can have. Um, You've heard of this place? It has uh, <laughs> trees, right? <laughs> and so they drive you around, and you see where all the maple the maple trees are tapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you have pancakes with maple syrup, I want and to then go at the end there. they give you ice, and then they pour the maple syrup on oh, top. Oh, I no. want to go there. Yeah. Okay, I, I know what you guys are talking about. Ice. I'm not crazy. I know, but she didn't read the book, so it wasn't magic. Wait, for so you her. never read Little House on the Prairie? No. Should you read Little House? On I the guess Prairie so. Now? You guys should just give me a Is list. Is it too late now? No. Can you only love Little House on the Prairie if you first know. fell in love with it as a? I don't know. I do feel like I do feel like there may be some like racial things that I don't remember being. <laughs> like, there's probably might, some questionable stuff. There's probably some true. questionable stuff in there, but but they like were pretty. I don't remember and more. I feel like that core family was pa very, and very, ma. Pa and ma were I mean, I like woke. to say I'm not. I wasn't American at the I don't time. Think I think for the time, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I think they're just. It was. It's just very whitewashed version of history. Yeah. And then, like the why Native did you Americans start reading set it? Up as like opposition to their settlement of America, which is like yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they never had a lot of neighbors, really. No, so it kind really of avoided the issue. But the you? reason they didn't have a lot of neighbors was because of like the Trail of Tears. Like, well, there yes. were re- it, they, the Indians weren't just gone. <laughs> right. Why they did you start it. reading? Why, Why did I? Yeah. Like, did someone, someone recommend it to, it to you? Yeah. I think my grandmother gave me a little house in the prairie. She gave me Nancy Drew. She gave me a little house in the prairie. See, I like to she think that boxcar children because I wasn't. I grew up here, but we weren't born here, and so I missed a lot of like the your grandma wouldn't have right. known you down right. Yeah. right 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 i got the the box set in the yeah, yellow box with oh, the, yeah it was really good i didn't get the box set i got them one at a time but all my illustrations match don't worry yes that's good <laughs> that's and important i had i had my mom's nancy drews i had my grandma some nancy of the new drews. ones the old like or you know aunt's. how old like books from like the 40s and maybe 50s mm-hmm. when the, there's no jacket it's just and the, yeah that the cover looks rough. like it's made out of burlap yes. sort of yeah oh good stuff it's like linen yeah, linen over and then shellacked sort. or something. Yeah, I don't somehow know. unclear. I had those from mom, um, and the spines are really faded. They're like a yellow that we don't have anymore because everything's so saturated now, of like plastic. Yeah, it's good uh, stuff. I remember my mom have a, having Anna a Spanish English dictionary that she carried around with her everywhere. Oh. We were talking about this actually recently. Like there were a lot of words that she just didn't know. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. she so she used to teach Spanish to Europeans who came to Guatemala. Okay, mm. so she she spoke English. Yeah. But um, there were a lot of things that she didn't know. So we, my brother and I were just talking about this, how we constantly remember her carrying around her little dictionary. Aww. And and only until recently we realized that there were just, um, like, a lot of things that weren't available. Like, mi- like mint wasn't available here for a long time. Mint. Only cilantro. And so we used to make our salsa with mint in Guatemala. But here, mint wasn't as readily available. Like fresh mint. Yeah. Huh, huh. And so she started using cilantro. And now. That's so funny because I would have assumed the opposite. That- That's what I thought. Well, where I grew up, cilantro was widely available, but I don't and, know. And um, we was. used to we make it with lemon. Mint just grew we, in the yard. We for, didn't cook with it. So and we used know. to do limes, but limes weren't really popular here for a mm-hmm. while either. So right. my mom had to use lemons. Huh. I don't know. This is off topic, but it was just something we were talking about recently. So what were your childhood? What were the childhood books that would that you, people give you or that you know um, everybody reads? Uh, I, no, I don't know. It was mostly what my brother, my mom, and I, my mom would take it to the library a mm-hmm. lot. So yeah. we went to the library, um, and that's why I brought up Amelia Bedelia because we we listened to books on yeah. tape. Oh. So um, and I would memorize them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Amelia Bedelia, I loved um, Alexander and the Terrible Heart, No Good, Very Bad Day, uh, The Giving Tree, mm-hmm. but like none of like Ferdinand or whatever you were talking oh, about. Yes, like, I did love. Yeah, Ferdinand. see, like Who's we Ferdinand? didn't Ferdinand the Bull. The bull. 
I don't have. He's that. like a pacifist. We didn't. Oh, it was a lovely like it was a, too younger than this. It was more like a picture book. Okay. Um, but he was training to be a bull in the span in Spain, mm-hmm. and all the other bulls were out practicing their snorting and their goring. Yeah. And he preferred to sit under the cork tree and smell the flowers. This is very much an Abbey book. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yes. Or the Bernstein Bears. Yep. Yeah. Bernstein Bears. Bern- Berenstein. I could never knew. I never right. He always it. said Berenstein Bears. I think it is Berenstein, but for but it's Stein because right. it's an A. It's Berenstein. not an E. It's very confusing. Right. So those and then really and Richard scary when you were little. Yeah, little, little. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. And then it was whatever the Scholastic Book Fair yeah. had. Wayside so, Story is at Wayside School. Yeah. So yeah. it was or Sideways. falling, falling. Oh, falling, falling up. off the sidewalk. Falling up. The, where the sidewalk ends. The one I think that was the other one. A, falling up is the first one. Or is it? poem in but it? it's the poem one shell silverstein yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it was i mean it was that's when school was like super because mm-hmm. my parents weren't reading in english right. and i was we were the only family so mm-hmm. it was but i guess now they I have weren't stuff giving to you give. spanish children's um, lit that they, they were the i think yeah we did have them but i don't remember but i got them when i was older mm-hmm we had really like sad Spanish songs that my mom would sing to us. Oh, um, that I I just didn't like. It was just really they were like you know fables, I guess, but mm-hmm. they just made me really sad. Um, but now I have books to give to people, so that's nice. Yeah. I always give Harry Potter as a baby shower gift. I think that's a wonderful idea because they now they're asking for advanced books. for them though. Well, I mean, I just think that it's like it's actually just I have I, I stole it's an investment it, piece. It's I stole it from piece. Kristen, our longtime listener. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That uh, she she gave it to someone as a baby shower, and I was like, "But it's so nice to get your first Harry Potter because how amazing is Harry Potter?" Amazing. <laughs> and then when I gave it to my friend, she said, "Oh, thank God! Now I can enjoy something that I'm going to read to the baby." That is nice. So I like to give music that way. Where I oh yeah, I often give um, I give Pete Seeger because I love that from my youth. Like he's a folk singer and an activist, and he uh, I believe recently passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has some very charming. Uh, albums mm-hmm. for children. Okay, and he just like it's old school '60s folk right. and um, just guitar times. He was like in the Pete Seeger, Arlo Guthrie, okay. like in that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just kind of classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also like to give They Might Be Giants, which has oh, an right. album called No, um, <laughs> which is for children. Is and, it basically like how it's okay to say no? Um, I don't actually listen. Okay, <laughs> I haven't heard them all. Um, I think it's about that being that was my sister's first word. Ah. So. Uh, I think no. it's about being separate. Yes, mine was high and hers was no. <laughs> mine was, and mine I feel was, that's uh, emblematic. Apio, which means celery. <laughs> apio. Forget mama or papa. Well, it apio was those, but it, the real world, like yes, the word word, word, word. Apio. Um, and it turns. I, so I like to look for an adult artist that mm-hmm. might have done okay. a children's book, uh, children's album. Lead Belly um, did a children's hmm. album. Who knew? So if you, if that is your thing. <laughs> When you're looking for the cool hipsters, my friends who live in Silver Lake, I was like, you're getting lead belly for kids. <laughs> well, we really went around and around. And we around. did. Apologies. Far, far afield from our initial Therein discussion. hangs a tale. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, in the comments, tell us what what locations or settings or tropes or yes. hooks. What's your book must have? And if you know why. I feel like we kind of went into the why. Yeah. Um, and if you know why, share that with us too. We would love to read about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and don't forget to rate us um, yes, on please. iTunes or your your podcast, podcast listener of, of choice. choice. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.